Welcome back, guys, into the Pro Football Show to be named later, presented by Brews on the Balcony. It's uh, Nick Yale again alongside Zach Zook. No TJ Weber. He is still on the road, Zach. Uh, probably uh, getting drunk somewhere <laughs> on a beach in Cancun with the lovely Laura. Of course, they had their wedding this past weekend, a great wedding, as we mentioned on uh, today's show, yesterday's show, rather. This is If you're hearing this now, it's Wednesday, but you heard this on Tuesday's show that we recorded with Zach from high school, who subbed in. Too too many Zachs. We have (laughs) Zach Zook. We have Zach from high school. We have Zach, my brother, who's semi our producer, sometimes does social media. So a lot of Zachs to keep up with. But uh, yeah, so if you want to get involved with this show, 314-877-8597. And if you do want to get involved on social media, that's at Balcony Brews Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you have any NFL questions for Zach or TJ or Andrew, the football expert, or myself, yeah, or you, or me who makes <laughs> somewhat of an appearance. I kind of want to do like a fantasy a fantasy segment for me. I don't know how much fantasy, how much fantasy have you guys talked about on the show? We talk about it a little bit. I think that we'll mention it casually here and there. We don't do a full-on segment, though, right. because... Mainly, I don't think people want to hear about our fantasy teams, but I would definitely be down for a fantasy segment in general. Now, I like do this... 10, 15 minutes? I, I, I'd all be all right. over that. I, see, I do this fantasy football league, which I'm in with Andrew, the football expert. He uh, he started a league with one of our other buddies, and then I popped in in year two, but it's a dynasty football league where each year you only draft rookies. So every year... New crop of rookies, and uh, it's fun. It, it's my most important league. So it, is a dynasty different than a keeper? Because yes. a keeper, you get to keep like two or three guys, but then you lose your first three right. draft Correct. picks. Correct. Yeah, so key, in, instead of a keeper, each year you draft just the rookies, and then every year you keep the same team. So, right. So like year one was when Geno Smith was drafted, Tavon Austin, uh, Eddie Lacy, Great draft uh, class. Grace, there. <laughs> it was it was such a weak draft class, and so through the first few years, it kind of sucked because you know you week to week either are winning like ten to five, or you're losing twelve to seven, <laughs> and maybe three of your ten guys are actually playing or getting any time. But now it's like full full size rosters. Oh, well, I bet you the last couple of years has been crazy with especially the running backs that have come into the league lately. The Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette. Alvin Kamara. You had him? Alvin <laughs> Kamara I drafted with I was had been in the Super Bowl the previous year, had lost, so I had the ninth pick of the draft last year, and I got Alvin Kamara with pick nine in wow. round one and wow. turns out to be Probably one of the best players in the league right now yeah. was rookie of the year in the real NFL as well as in our league last year. So just great pick. I got Royce Freeman this year. Definitely I was about to ask you who you got. This definitely year. a value pick at number seven. There was so many the five quarterbacks and Saquon Barkley he went off pretty good last went night. off the board. Yeah, I mean it's the first week where he's really kind of shown up uh, with Patrick Lindsay there in the backfield. He's kind of got some competition to go up against and. Uh, but I think he's still going to be the number one back. So Eventually, you would think that that would play out because Lindsey was undrafted and Freeman, they spent a pretty decently high yeah. pick on. Did, 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 I'm interested. Did Saquon go number one? or was Saquon, it Saquon went number one. Baker Mayfield went number two. Uh, Sam Darnold went number three. Rosen went four. Allen went five. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks. Six went uh, – six was um, Baltimore. She's like – Name's escaping me. Backup QB. 
Oh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson went six, and then at seven I got Royce Freeman. So nice. valuable pick there. So very excited with my dynasty team so far this year. Uh, I won't go too much into depth because every, <laughs> well, I was interested every, to hear about everybody it because... can uh, roster bait over their team, and <laughs> everybody else listening is like, ah, fuck you. We don't want to listen to that. <laughs> we want to hear about my team or hear about the sleeper picks that, that – uh, that are good for uh, the waiver wire, which is going on, which will have already happened by the time you hear this show. So, But from week four, Zach, what did you see? Only two undefeated teams left. Yeah, Rams looked really good in Thursday night football. Chiefs looked really good on Monday night football. What were your big takeaways from week four? Well, it felt like in some ways the NFL kind of righted itself a little bit because you had the 3-0 Dolphins playing the Patriots that had gotten off to a slow start, and the Patriots kind of shellacked them. And so that kind of got back to the way it was. I think that's a using a, other... a light term, shellac. Yes. It was a that yeah. was an ass kicking. Yeah, they beat up on them pretty good. The Rams are for real. Looks like Kansas City's for real. I thought that game would be pretty close in Denver. And TJ and Big Web kind of laughed at me a little bit when I picked that. I got that spread by half a point. Nice. My picks did not do so well this weekend. I missed two or three games by a half point on the spread. Bad beats all the way around. But. I think a big takeaway is that through a quarter of the season has come and gone now, and the NFL just, it's always been a league of parity, but you start to get to these make or break it games. For example, the Vikings are a team that comes to mind, but the Bears at 3-1 and one now, one of the bigger surprises in the NFL, and the talent in the division in the NFC North, the Vikings sit now at 1-2-1, and one. they go on the road to play the Eagles this week. That feels like it's almost a must-win game because I don't know how you climb out of a 1-3-1 hole. It's certainly possible, especially with the talent in the division, they'll probably beat up on each other a little bit. But it's getting to that point now where you can start reacting to the results you've seen on the field. The the 3-0 Miami, everybody's like, "Eh, are they for real or not? Or the Bucks for real? They got off to that 2-0 start, and now they seem to already have fallen off the rails. But you're getting to the point now where... If teams are sustaining it, then it's for real, and the Chiefs and the Rams certainly look for real. You talk about Tampa Bay had Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went from Fitz Magic through the first three weeks to Fitz Tragic. I'm, I'm stealing <laughs> Rex Ryan's uh, little phrase for for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then you see Jameis come in in the second half of that game. What what do you take away from the Bucks, who really, you know? I mean, looked great through the first three weeks, and then, like you said, fell apart in Week Four. Well, I think a part of it you have to attribute it to the opponents and a little bit to – that's kind of what Fitzpatrick's been in essence over the course of his career. He's been able to catch lightning in a bottle for a couple games or even over the course of a season. Remember that season with the Jets a couple years ago where he was a starting quarterback all year? They just missed the playoffs, him and Brandon Marshall over there in New York. So he's shown that he can be a viable quarterback, but it's just never been at the level of consistency. As far as the Bucs go – I think that they're starting to kind of – TJ loves to use the spray, show their true colors. Right. And I, I anticipate they'll probably pick in the top ten or right around there. I don't think that they'll be very good. I've never been a Jameis guy. Uh, I think Tampa's going to be looking for a coach, a new coach this offseason. And Dirk Cutter, I, I, don't, I feel like he's on the hot seat for sure. And if they don't do very well, then he's going to be gone, which is a shame because – me and you are both Mizzou guys, and his son actually went to Mizzou. Yeah, actually, I, there you go. I, I knew him a little bit. So, uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm not very optimistic about the Bucks. <laughs> so speaking of quarterbacks, a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFL, especially like we discussed with six rookies, uh, or five rookies rather, that, that were taken in the first round of, of my draft. And then you see a lot of the second-year quarterbacks like Mitch Trubisky, who threw for six touchdowns, right. a guy that was struggling in his freshman campaign, struggling a little bit to start this season, and now... He catches lightning in a bottle. You see a lot of these young rookie quarterbacks or second-year quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, another one in Kansas yeah, City, definitely. who's putting up records. What do you make of the the younger QBs really uh, coming into fruition? And what do you make of of that for this year? Carson Wentz, another one returning from right. injury, who had a little bit of a rocky start, had a better week this week. Well, it's kind of this uh, the dawn of a new age, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak, because you have the established guys, the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan to the world, and they're in their prime. Why didn't you mention Eli Manning the there? Why didn't you mention Eli Manning? <laughs> he was over the hill five, <laughs> a couple, years, couple ago. years ago. He's got two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> he so. does have two Super Bowl rings. That's what TJ brings up every time I bang on Eli Manning, and he's right about that. I, I mean, Eli's passed it. We are everybody right. knows that. So, but it, it, to answer your question about the young quarterbacks, a lot of it has to do with coaching. And I was talking to one of my buddies today about the rules and how it's become more of an offensive league. And I think there are some things that you can just kind of throw out the window that just don't matter anymore because right. everybody's doing it. I mean, like you said, Mr. Bisky, who has, has struggled this whole year, even in the first couple games with Matt Nagy, a really great offensive mind, one of the Andy Reid disciples, it, he, he all of a sudden throws six touchdown passes, throws for over 400 yards. And he's certainly not an elite talent. Mm-hmm. It hasn't shown that to this point in his career. Now maybe Nagy turns around. But if you watch that game, I watched a little bit of it, and there were guys flying all over the place. And I think coaching, especially offensive coaching, matters now more than ever, more than it ever did before. You see Patty Mahomes, what are all these guys, these quarterbacks that are performing well at a young age, what do they all have in common? It's great offensive minds. Jared Goff has Sean McVay. Patty Mahomes has Andy Reid. Mitch Trubisky has Matt Nagy. Carson Wentz has Doug Peterson. And last year had John DeFilippo as well. And Frank Reich, who's now the head coach of the Colts. So I think offensive coaching matters. It always has, but especially with the rule changes. I I, I came to this epiphany, too. I would not build my team around defense, and I wouldn't even interview a defensive-minded head coach for a job. Really? If, I, if I had it open, if I was an NFL GM, I would not. I wouldn't even entertain the thought because it's impossible to play defense now. You look at that Colts game you mentioned. I want to jump on that for for a second. Colts taking on the Texans. It was I don't know. I think it was fourth down. Instead of kicking a field goal, yeah, the, Colts very de- the Colts decide to go for it. In uh, they're in their own territory at the time. It was it was tied at the time, right? Yep, tied in overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tied in overtime. A lot of games went in overtime this week weekend. You saw the 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 Raiders Browns game being another one of those really really good ones. Who who would have thought that last year that the Raiders Browns would have been the most exciting game of the week in uh, in 2018? But the, the Colts' decision to go for it there on fourth down missed it. Texans get the ball, go down, kick field goal, win the game. Right and. Yeah, Frank Reich took a ton of heat for that. And I was watching the game. And I just was, don't know what the thought process right. was there. And, and, and I mean, I know you want to win, and, right. and time's ticking down, and, and teams don't want to tie. I love that rule, by the way, that there's, you know, that it, it's not until somebody wins that you have this set amount of time because in those 
in every one of the overtime games, time was ticking down. So it does make the decision-making harder, but go ahead, sorry. Well, well, I had the same reaction you did when I first watched it because you're looking at it from a standpoint as a fan of what's the smart thing to do. And we're sitting on our couch. It's very easy. Smart things. Punt the football and yeah. take the tie. It's it's not. It was fourth and five, I think it was, yeah. in your own territory. And so obviously it's a risky move. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought that that was the right decision. Yeah. And here's why. Frank Wright comes over from Philadelphia. Philadelphia last season in 2017 not only converted the most fourth downs in the league last year, they had the most attempts. Right. They were incredibly aggressive. You saw that in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. They converted several fourth downs, I believe, in that Super Bowl to beat Tom Brady. And, it, and you have to do that to beat a team that good, right? And so... Indianapolis is a non-playoff team this season. It's a first year for Frank Reich on a roster that's bad and hasn't been good since Andrew Luck started the whole shoulder drama yeah. two, three years ago. Not a lot of impact players. You have to change the culture there, and you have to establish an aggressive culture. Ag- aggression wins in, in, in America and in the National Football League, I think, and you saw the players really rally around that too. There was a post-game interview that Andrew Luck did, where he said, he's like, we, we realize now that we have the mentality that we're playing to win the football game, and we love that. Every guy in this locker room loves that. And so, of course, it doesn't work out, and he kind of looks like an idiot this week because he kind of handed the Texans a win, but long-term, it's about more than that. It's not about wins in your first year, I don't mm-hmm. think, because let's be real, the Colts beating your Jaguars to win the division, I, I hey. really don't think so. No, it's, it's not happening. The Jaguars... <laughs> They're one of the hottest teams in football right now. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in all of football. They probably should be undefeated if we're really thinking. thinking they didn't show up they, against the Titans, they did, did they? they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. That, that's the one I'm talking about. But they <laughs> should be undefeated. They go into Kansas City next weekend. Do you think the Jaguars can uh, be, defeat Kansas City in Arrowhead? Well, that's a good... Or do you think Patty Mahomes is going to keep the magic rolling? That's a great prelude for the picks because we need to get to those because Big Tone, Big Web, texted us his picks in. All right. He's not going to be on the show. He still texted his picks in. He's got his four plays of the week. He's got his lock of the week. I already read it, and I got them all on my phone here. Am I making TJ's picks for him? Yeah, no, you are. All right. that's, That's really weird that you said that because I did not tell you that off the air, and Big Web said... Well, if TJ didn't make his picks, then Nick's making his picks oh, for him. Oh, <laughs> should I just pick the, the opposite of whatever I hey, actually think? That's that's all on you. Mm-hmm. If you want to troll him, be my guest. Ah, okay. TJ is actually ahead of me, I think, in the picks, so if you do want to troll him, that is that, perfectly okay. That would help. Well, I don't know. My pick history, <laughs> the way I bet and the way I uh, make picks, it's probably best to pick the opposite of whatever I do. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, the, lately it's gone like tough. that for me. But I don't even know, know what games we're picking because, you know, I'm a sub on the show and, and <laughs> they, don't, they don't tell me anything. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll lead off the roster here. We got Thursday Night Football. Before that, though, some of our top pickers from last week, Tammy Ressler comes in with 11 points from last week. Nice. Zachary Dale... Blake Stump, Colby Wedwick, Jordan Schrem, Kelvin McClory, they all come in with pretty high picks as well. I think a lot of them had nine, except for Zach Dale, he had ten. So let's go to the picks. We got Thursday Night Football. By the way, last Thursday's game, the Vikings and the Rams, just a fantastic matchup. These Thursday Night games are much better than they have been in years past. 
And this Thursday, Nick, I, I think we got another good one. It's Indianapolis at the New England Patriots. Oh, so man. Wise, the, the Colts obviously have had nowhere near the success that the Patriots have had. But that kind of luck versus Brady thing, it's, it always feels like it's, it's intriguing. A game. It's intriguing. Whenever you have those big-time QB matchups. In prime time, too. In prime time. I think Andrew Luck's finally healthy. So it should be definitely a good one. And especially after the Patriots – lose back-to-back games, picking up a big win against Miami, I think they're just going to steamroll the competition uh, through the next two quarters of the season. So the question is for you then, Nick slash TJ, making your picks for TJ, do you take New England minus 10.5, or are you taking Indianapolis plus the points? In Indianapolis? No, it's at New England. England. New England all the way. I think that New England is going to, again, just like I said, they lose back-to-back games. They go into Miami, an undefeated team, and they just steamroll them. I think that the Patriots are going to do the same against Indianapolis, especially with it being in Foxborough. It's a little earlier on the season, so it's not quite cold, super cold there yet. I think New England plays really well in the cold uh, no matter where they go. So Indianapolis losing a tough one against Houston. I think they lose again on the road. Uh, Big Web agrees with you. He is taking the Pats as well. I'm going to go with the Colts, and I think the Pats are going to win the game. But it's 10.5. The spread's pretty big. I just feel like Luck and Brady are kind of going to kind of get into this little duel here. I feel like the game's close. It's maybe one possession. It'll come down to the end. New England's defense isn't that good. That is true. And so I but think Indianapolis doesn't have a lot of weapons, though. They don't, outside of T.Y. Hilton. But Luck's still through for, I think, over 300 four yards touchdowns. and four touchdowns yeah, last week. True. So valid point. And, and so against I the just, top Texans defense. Yeah, and so I I feel as though this rivalry that has kind of been lost because the Colts have been so bad maybe gets revamped a little bit on Thursday night football. I feel like the Colts hang in there. They at least make this a 10 point game. I'm going with Indianapolis. Next up, we got Tennessee at Buffalo. Buffalo is giving. Three and a half points. Yeah, am I reading that right? It's Buffalo plus three and a half. So Tennessee is giving three and a half points. I'm I believe s- is how you how you phrase that. So they're at Buffalo. They're at Buffalo. At Bu- I'm still going to say Tennessee goes on the road and wins this game. Buffalo's offense has been non-existent even after putting Josh Allen at QB. Uh, they don't have enough weapons to to get anything done. Marcus Mariota, on the other hand. Looked good this past week. They yeah. got they got that late victory. Um, you know, a couple decent running backs. So I think Marcus Mariota and company is able to go on the road and get it done because Buffalo, I just they they they've looked awful this season. Yeah, they have. Ever since they beat the Vikings a couple weeks ago, they played the Packers. They got shut out by a Packers defense. Now everybody knows I'm a fan of the Packers. That defense is shameless plug. It's yeah, shameless plug. The defense is getting there. They got a lot of young players. I'm optimistic about the future of the defense. However, the defense now is still not very good, and they shut out Josh Allen yeah. and the Bills. And so, although the Bills are at home, that's probably the only thing keeping this spread beneath five points. I'm with you. I'm taking Tennessee, and so is Big Web. So next up, we have the New York Giants at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are seven and a half point home favorites. Nick slash TJ Weber, who you got? Oh, Panthers new? Panthers and the Giants. The Giants get seven and a half points on the road. Oh, man. 
I think I'm going to go Giants on this one. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, the Giants have not looked good this season at all. Saquon hasn't really had a breakout game yet. He's he's played well, but he hasn't had a, a, a huge game, you know, one of those two, three touchdown games yet, I don't believe, right? Correct, no, he, correct, he correct, hasn't. correct me if I'm wrong. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's been pretty consistent, yeah, say, but he hasn't gone wild yeah, yeah, for like that, right, right. Exactly, and I think that, um, you know, Carolina, while they do have the weapons, and I think Cam Newton's a great quarterback, I think uh, I'm going to take the point here. I still think Panthers may win, but it'd be by a field goal. Yeah, and Big Web agrees with you on that one as well. I bet you he... Uh, me and Big Web are just all over you. Big Web is not a Cam Newton guy. And I, if I could get him on the show, I bet you he would say, I don't like that Cam Newton guy. I'm going with the Giants. <laughs> that was a very poor Big Web impression. <laughs> I can't do the voice. I can't. I didn't even want to try It's got to be way lower. got to be way, way lower. Yeah, there you go. Gotta hey, get down. Say, Stanley Cup calling in it. <laughs> oh, and that's that. That's not the same person. Never that's mind. a different show, that's, that's, which you that's, should that's, also listen to. Yeah, that's at Bruce on the Balcony. Yeah. Bruce on the Balcony podcast. Yes, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There you go. You're currently listening to the Pro Football Show to be named later. Brought to you by. Brought to you by. Bruce on the Balcony. There you go. TJ uh, lost a bet to to Andrew, the football expert, who said. Which will, what will happen first? Will this show have a name, or will Carson Wentz start a game? Carson yeah, Wentz. I heard that by the way. Carson Wentz start a game. So, so what's the deal on that? Is I don't, that I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Huh? We're still waiting to see. Well, I got, T- TBD. Yeah, I guess so. Well, right. Big Web agrees with you in my awful Big Web impression. He agrees with the G-men. However, I am going to be the contrarian oh. once again. I want the Panthers. I think the line's big. I, I certainly don't fault you for taking the Giants and. You know what? This is this is a game I don't love. If I was yeah, betting a couple, I, I wouldn't bet on this game. Yeah, I, I would stay away from this one. However, I, I the Giants' offense is so lackluster that I think when you have trouble putting points on the board, it's easier for the favored team to come away and beat the spread. Right. And so that's why I like the Panthers here. I think the Panthers can pretty much have their way with it. The Giants still do have a pretty good defense, but I think that they're too multiple in both the way that they throw the football and the way that they run it with McCaffrey, yeah. Newton, and a couple of the gadget guys they got in that backfield. So give me the Ooh, Panthers. I like that gadget guys. Yeah, gadget oh, guys. I, I like that. Little slot guys. So next up we got the Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. Minus six and a half are the Bengals. So Nick, Ooh. who you got, Cincinnati or Miami? Again, I'm going to go with the road team here. I think the Bengals um... – I've never been a Bengals guy. I, Neither I, have I been. I don't like Andy Dalton at all. Gio Bernard has looked good. A.J. Green looked really good this past week. But Miami, again, a team that started the season hot, 3-0, and and you know just lost a very tough one to New England at home, and I think they're going to be pissed off. And I think Tannehill and company can go in, on the road and get the job done. So taking Miami and the 6.5 points, now, Cincinnati has really surprised me, to your point. They've always been the Bungles to me. I think they've had a very good roster for the last several years. They, they do. They for whatever do. reason, they just never put they it together. They can't get over the hump. And, I mean, Marvin Lewis yeah. that, is, that, is that head coach in the league that will continuously not be fired and continuously miss the playoffs. Yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have no idea why Marvin Lewis is still a head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. That said... 
I am going to have to take Cincinnati in this game. I'll take another favorite, six and a half. I think maybe if it's over seven, I go with Miami. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's underneath a touchdown, I'm taking Cincinnati. Also, I remember a primetime game they played either last year. I think it might have been two years ago now. Yeah, it was two years ago now, where they played on Thursday night football and just destroyed Miami. Just well, this them. is a different Miami team. This, this is a different Miami team, but it, but are they really? Because they just got crushed by the Pats. Ah, uh, we'll see. So uh, we'll see. Miami's going on the road. They take on Cincinnati. Nick slash TJ standing in picking for him. He's got the Miami Dolphins. Me and Big Web are both going with the Bengals. So you are I on that island by yourself. I can't wait till I win <laughs> this for TJ. He's going to owe me so hard. So this is the game that. I, I want to spend a little bit of time on it. I'm sure you do as well. Jags at the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> so I have a feeling I already know where you're going to pick. Kansas City is three and a half point favorites. Oh, no chance. Duval. No chance. No <laughs> chance. The three and a half points might be all Kansas City gets in that game. Let me tell you. Because the Jacksonville defense is the best defense in the league. Jalen Ramsey and company are going to absolutely shut Patrick Mahomes down, shut down all these all these damn Chiefs fans. I hate it being from St. Louis, seeing the Chiefs <laughs> succeed. I mean, good for them, but at the same time, f- you. Like, Jacksonville's <laughs> going to go in there and silence Arrowhead Stadium, supposedly the loudest stadium in the NFL. I call bullshit. Have you been to uh, a game there? No, I, I've been to a college game there. It's one of the more, like, surprising when Missouri, stats it, I've heard of Let me tell you, the loudest they, stadium. they know how to tailgate. They have the best tailgate I've ever been to. Uh, they're outside Arrowhead. They know how to tailgate. They are very loud, loyal fans, but Jacksonville is going to go in there. Blake Bortles and company are going to destroy Kansas City. Give me Jacksonville all day. Give me Jacksonville yeah. by 10. The boat? Give me Jacksonville by 10. <laughs> so I, I got one question for you, though, in this game. are you? I have Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team as well. Uh, he's going to be out. He ain't going to play. Right. Are, does that worry you a little bit? No, because T.J. Eldon's looked better than average. I have T.J. Eldon and Leonard Fournette on my team. Purely because going into the year, I knew Leonard Fournette was banged up. And it sounds like with that hamstring injury, he's going to be out multiple weeks. T.J. Eldon gets the start. And T.J. Eldon had a good week this past week. Uh, had I mean, he ripped off a couple a couple really good runs, plus had a touchdown. So it's surprising to see T.J. Eldon playing so well because he <laughs> hasn't in the past. He's been one of those, that classic Alabama running back. Yeah, right? you're like, okay, you expect him to be – you know, he's really good in college, and then you expect it to transfer over into the league. And for these Alabama running backs, it never does. You look at Eddie Lacy, you look at Derrick Henry. Trent you, Richardson. You look at Trent Richardson, <laughs> and now T.J. Yeldon. But I'll buy it. I mean, if T.J. Yeldon is, is running the ball well, and Bortles no doubt can throw it. So hopefully Jacksonville can take care of business. No, not hopefully. They will take <laughs> care of business. Mark my There's words. The they'll win by 10. So Big Web is also taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course Jaguars. he is. That's a smart man. And this is a Jags podcast. It's a clean sweep for clean the Jags. Clean sweep for the Jags. I just think Kansas I mean, good. They've been playing really well. I think they're going to be overly hyped. I think Jacksonville defense is just going to be too much. I, I think I, I agree with you. I think that the Denver defense was a good measuring stick for the Chiefs. And the Denver defense gave Patty Mahomes some trouble. And I think Jacksonville's defense is hand and foot better than Denver's at this point with the stage of the career that their players are at. Right. And you can get after this Kansas City Chiefs defense. They're not very good, 
So I think Jacksonville matches up with them really yeah, well. And Jacksonville's been there before. I mean, they were in the AFC Championship last year against the Patriots, probably should have won. So, like you said, experience is going to play out here. And, and I'm also pissed off at Sammy Watkins for throwing up a goose egg for me in fantasy this week. <laughs> so that's just one more dig at Kansas City that, that I will gladly take. So clean sweep for Jacksonville. Next game up, Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. That is another 1 o'clock game, a lot of 1 o'clock games, as there always is. But it feels like especially, I think we only have one, two, three, four, four o'clock games, if I'm reading that right. So a lot of 1 o'clocks, Atlanta at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got? Again, going road team here. Atlanta's looked hot. I love what Calvin Ridley has done so far this year. I'm kind of... Mad I did not take him in my Dynasty League with my first pick. It was going to be him or Royce Freeman. I went with Royce Freeman. So Calvin Ridley and the Falcons, I think, get it done. I have not liked what I see, have seen again from Pittsburgh at all this year. Obviously, they have all the drama going on with Le'Veon Bell, who will come back week seven. Uh, but, you know, they, they have some good players. Antonio Brown has looked like Antonio Brown. I just there's so much drama surrounding this team. I think Falcons can easily behind Matt Ryan go in and the air rate of an offense that they put up plus Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman should be back this week. So you're gonna have both your your top two running backs, um, Ying and Yang, just gonna slam it down at the goal line like they do. I think Falcons win this one easy. I think Atlanta has really missed Devontae Freeman. And these are two teams that I think were front runners to win their division in the NFC South and the AFC East, or North rather, in Pittsburgh and Atlanta. And both teams have gotten off to really bad starts. To your point, the Steelers are 1 2 and 1 with that tie against the Browns. Atlanta's 1 and 3 on the road here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I don't think the spread's that high. And I agree with you. I think, I think Devontae Freeman coming back is going to help this offense yeah, tremendously. However, Atlanta does not play well on the road, and it is still warm, but having to go to they north. They are they are a homebody team. They are, and so I, I don't trust them on the road. They haven't been playing very good football. I happen to, of these two struggling teams, still buy Pittsburgh stock a little bit more than I do Atlanta. I think Atlanta's got too many injuries. I, I really do think that they're kind of out of it already. Wow. And they're one and three in the division, so talented true, true. with the Panthers and the Saints. So they're gonna have a really tough time getting back into it. Now they have a lot of games left against those guys, so all of a sudden you go on a run and beat them all, then you're back in, in, yeah, that, in that's contention. the Saints division so, to lose. Yeah, so I and, and I agree with you. So I I I like Pittsburgh in this one. Uh they're three and a half point favorites. I really don't think that's high enough. And I am the only one on the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, this week. Out on, out on your own island there. Yep, yep. So you and Big Web are going with the Falcons. I'm me, surprised Big Web took the Falcons me and Big on the road. Web, me and Big Web are just on the same wavelength yeah, here. Yeah, you guys are. Let me tell you. So the next game here at 1 o'clock Eastern time, Denver at the New York Jets. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Seriously? Seriously? That? So you're taking Denver then? Yeah, I'm rolling with Denver. Uh, I don't think there's any way. I mean, I've seen like blurbs from the Jets where they look good like for a half a second and they suck again. Yeah. And then they, they, they prove you wrong. Sam Darnold, I have not seen enough from as the Jets starting quarterback. He has a lot of learning to do in that role. He's He's one of those rookies. You know, unlike Baker Mayfield, who's kind of going in and overtaking the team and, and really leading 
Sam Darnold is not finding his receivers, trouble connecting with those guys. And I just think Denver, with the weapons that they have, can win that one easily. Again, I think that's another team that's going to be pissed off after a loss on Monday Night Football to the Chiefs at home. And so I think they're going to go on the road and get it done. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, and one and a half point field goal. Like, ah, yeah, give me, give me. I can't. Broncos I can't. I'm, I'm with you on this line. I can't believe the Jets are home favorites. Now, granted, these lines come out before the Monday night game. These come out on Monday, so this was before Denver played the Chiefs really close right. and really almost won that game. But even without that, regardless of your opinion about Denver or the Jets, this feels like a pretty easy one to me. Yeah, and. Uh, we don't give locks of the week till the end of the podcast, but I gotta admit, this is looking like my front runner. Yeah, I, the Denver defense is too good, and the New York Jets roster is just—it's still so bad. And I'm a—I'm a big Sam Darnold guy. I think he's gonna work really well in this league. Just but, needs more weapons. Yeah, but I'm with you. Yeah, they—they they have no weapons on the offensive side of the football, and they are subpar defensively. So give me Denver. Big Web is all over Denver as well, and we will move on. Green Bay at Detroit, divisional game. Detroit are one-and-a-half-point home dogs. Nick, who you got? Got to be Green Bay all the way here. There's no way Detroit's winning this game. Matthew Stafford and company have not looked good at all this year. It's, again, one where an offense has shown spurts of greatness, but as they always do, I would never trust the Detroit Lions. So I'm going with Green Bay. (laughs) TJ, this is one. Sorry, buddy, but... Your Lions suck this year, and Green Bay is Green Bay. They're going to win what, easy. If the Lions win this game, it, it, it'll be one thing if Green it'll be Bay anarchy. Wins. <laughs> it'll be anarchy because he be doesn't one, get points for the pick. Right, right. Because it'll be one thing if Green Bay wins, and you're like, "Hey, I picked against your team, but I got you the pick." Right. Yeah. Now, if but, you pick against them and they and they win, it's it's going to be an w- awkward week of bruise. I think. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I might I might be relegated. I might be kicked off the podcast <laughs> in the podcast suspension for a week. God damn. So this is I'm I'm kind of bummed TJ's not here so we can razz each other about this game with myself being a Green Bay fan and he a Lions fan. I'm gonna take Green Bay. I don't feel as confident about the game as you do. I think Detroit at home always poses a threat to the Packers and they did play tough on the road against the Cowboys who stomped the Giants at home in their only home game. They've looked better the last couple weeks on both sides of the football. They're starting to find it a little bit, but I'm with you. They're 1-3. and three. I think they pretty much are what their record says they are to this point, right. which is a below-average football team, and that's kind of what they've been, below average to average. And I think that I don't think they're going to win like four or five games. No. I have them right at 8-8, eight and eight, I'd right. say, right around that region. So they could absolutely win this game at home. But the fact that it's only one and a half points, I might as well take the team I think is going to win the game. And I I feel like Aaron Rodgers can beat the Detroit Lions. Fair enough. So Big Webb is also on the Packers as well. So it is a clean sweep for the Green Bay Packers. Me and Big Webb, same wavelength. Yeah, you guys, have you guys agreed on every I think we've agreed on every one so far. Well, how about that? Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland. Ooh. Is it giving three and a half points? Never mind, they're taking. I still have to figure out that whole Vegas thing, right? Is this a plus or minus? <laughs> yeah, it's Cleveland plus three and a half oh. at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Give me Cleveland, man. I liked what I saw at Baker Mayfield this past week, even though they lost. Uh, a, a, playing a tough one in overtime in Oakland. Almost came away with the victory in his first ever start. 
So give me Baker Mayfield and the Browns all the way at home. Um, I think I'm going to have to take Baltimore in this game. I don't like the spread. This is one that I'd stay away from. Three and a half points I think is a little bit yeah, too high. I, I wouldn't touch this one either if I were a betting man. But Baltimore has gone off to a really good start this season. I said a little bit earlier on a couple weeks ago that I thought that they were dark horses to win the AFC North over right. the Steelers. And I don't know if they're even dark horses at this point anymore. They're leading the division. They beat the Steelers head-to-head. They've looked really, really good so far, despite Joe Flacco being a pretty average quarterback. I, I think this Cleveland team is a lot better than I think still a lot of people are sold on. They should have won that game against the Raiders again. But if there's anything Cleveland does, they find a way to lose. They just find a way to lose. They they do that often. Yes, they, they do. And they're not going to win one football game this year. They're going to be more successful. But for, for the time being, until I see it with a little bit more consistency, they've won one game in a year plus. Yeah. So Hey, man, they fought hard for that W. They did fight hard for that W. The Bud Light Coolers, hashtag no free ads, were open hashtag on Hashtag no free ads. So, Big Web, before the season started, said, I love the Browns. I'm going to bet the Browns all season long. You'll see me betting the, betting the Browns constantly. Well, he takes the Ravens here. Oh, what? And he, I feel like he's bet against the Browns Bullshit. Like every week except for once. Well, Big Web's going 12-1 <laughs> because this is the one he's losing. So, he goes against the, against the Browns, and so... That's how it is. A split, 2-1. How's that island feel? Oh, it feels great. I can't <laughs> wait to be undefeated this week. So that is the end of the noon games. Now we go to the afternoon slate. Oakland at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are minus 5.5. Oh, man. Minus 5.5? That's a toughie. Yeah, this is this is one that I would, I would stay away from as well. There are a couple lines that I love, but there are some that, boy, I just don't love I, – I don't love either of them. I would go with uh, – Do you I'm, want Big Webb's pick first? Tell no, I, no, I think I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I like what they've done. I like their – I really like their offense. Uh, me too. I feel like Oakland's going to put up a fight, though, but mm, give me a Chargers in this one. Yeah, Oakland's offense has really surprised. I think a lot of people look at the vacuum of what their record and what they've done, the whole Khalil Mack trade. They've had a lot of negative press, and everybody thinks John Gruden sucks. Well, as a GM, because he's also the GM of that team, maybe. But as a coach, an offensive guy, he's done pretty well. They're leading the NFL in offensive uh, yards per play. And they put up a ton of points against the Browns and came back and won that football game. Finally got off the schneid. They were 1-3. They're going to the Chargers. They're getting a pretty healthy amount here, five and a half points. I'm with you, though. I, yeah. I like the Chargers. I've always been a big Chargers guy. They're another one of those teams that feels like Phillip. They always find a way to give it away at the yes. end, whether yes. it be the kicker or some other reason. But they have a good defense, and to your point, their offense is electric. Right. They, they can put up flat-out put-up points. And so I'm going to take the Chargers as well. Big Webb is going to be on the island this time. He likes the Raiders. Maybe the spread's a little bit too big for Big Webb. Maybe he's a big Raiders guy. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> L.A. Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are plus 7.5 in this game. Nick, who you got? That's a big spread. Seahawks and who? Seahawks and the Rams. Rams on the road. That's why the spread's so big. <laughs> Ram, Rams on the road. Seahawks are minus 7? Seahawks are plus 7. Oh, plus 7. 
I still got to go with the Rams. I like what Jared Goff has done. I love their wide receiver core that they have, especially Robert Woods because he's on my dynasty team. Uh, and Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup have also looked spectacular. I mean, everything the Rams are doing is the right thing right now. That's the reason they're undefeated. You saw what they did last week. And, again, flat out an offense that can certainly just put up points Night in and night out. Doesn't matter which team they're playing, and has a very yeah. solid defense. So give me the Rams. Yeah, I mean, look what they did against a good Vikings defense right. on Thursday night, yeah, and it, now they get a long week, extra three days to prepare. I am totally with you, and Big Web is with us as well. It's a clean sweep for the LA Rams. Now I know Seattle in the twelfth man; they're a little tougher at home. I think that's the only reason this spread is single digits. Now it's only seven and a half, though. I still feel like the Rams win this thing going away. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, they could still are liable to win it by two touchdowns. So we're all in agreement with the L.A. Rams over the Seattle Seahawks. Next game up on the afternoon slate, it's the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. They're minus four-and-a-half at home with C.J. Beathard at the helm. C.J. beat hard. This is the shittiest game <laughs> of the week, without a doubt. Yeah. We don't need to spend a whole uh, lot of time on this one, do it. It's fun to see the fact that Josh Rosen is going to be the, the QB there for Zona. Me too. I, I really like, like him. What are your feelings on Josh Rosen? I, again, I think he's like Sam Darnold where he's got a lot of – probably a bigger learning curve than a guy like Jared Goff or Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield or you know any of those younger guys have. So I think his learning curve is going to be a little bit more. He, he's, he plays on a team that's absolutely just dog shit this year. And – uh, he, but he does have a, a solid wide receiver in Larry Fitzgerald, who needs to have a bounce back week. Has yeah, been does. hampered by the hamstring injury to start the year. That's been nagging him. He hasn't had a good week yet. So he, if he's fully healthy, when he returns fully healthy, uh, I think a big game from Larry Fitzgerald could do wonders for Josh Rosen's confidence. And that could be this week. But I'm going to say... No, and still go with uh, the 49ers, even though I don't like Beathard at all. I th- yeah, again, I think he's a dog shit quarterback. I think there's uh, <laughs> there. I don't think San Francisco fans like him. I feel like the fact that uh, you know they lose Garoppolo, that their season's kind of they're down in the dumps. So give me, uh, still give me 49ers though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the Cardinals. See, I mean, yeah, this game is kind of a. Dumpster fire. I, I really like Rose. That division is a dumpster fire. Rams yeah. are going to have the easiest cakewalk to yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I feel like they... Who would have said that there's three no way, seasons ago? Yeah, I feel like there's no way the Rams don't get the one seed in the no. NFC with all the easy games they're going to get right. to play. But I, I really do like Rosen. I think that he was dropped into a really bad... I'm starting to think he was dropped into a really bad situation with Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Remember how they put him in the at the end of that Bears game before yeah, he started the game like, this past weekend? It's just either... You, you bench him and you don't use him at all like they did with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. or you play him right away. And I, don't, but don't to, start him in a like, yeah. like give him a start. Don't put him in a shitty situation right. where that's going to damage his confidence going in as the first instance of playing in an NFL game. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, and I, I'm starting to think, boy, I don't know if Steve Wilkes is that guy. I, yeah. I, I feel like his career may be hampered if that's the coach he's going to have to ride with. Yeah, so. All that being said, I think that the NFL is too tough a league, especially with C.J. Beathard as the quarterback. I am going to take Rosen and the Cardinals. I don't know if that's a stupid pick or not. 
I just hate both of these teams, yeah, and so I'm going to take. It's the a really just bad game all around. So Big Web's going to take the 49ers too, and what D and what TJ has dubbed the "I don't care" bowl every week. This is definitely takes the cake. So moving on, this one is really bowl. good. Like that. Yeah, TJ's got the "I don't care" bowl going. <laughs> Now, we go from a very bad game to a really good game. The Minnesota Vikings at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. This is the last of the afternoon games before we get into Sunday night and Monday night primetime. Who do you like, Nick, between the Minnesota Vikings and the Super Bowl reigning champion Philadelphia Eagles? Still like the Super Bowl reigning champion Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, again, didn't uh, obviously start the year. Came back, didn't look so hot. Last week, starting to look like he's getting back to his yeah. form. So I think this is a big game uh, for him this week where he can definitely do that. He likes his – got a good wide receiver core. Uh, running His running back, J.J. playing with a, uh, a broken back or fractured back. Wow. So, I mean, I'm not really sure – if he's going to be available this week, or if he's if he does play, in what capacity is is he, are his snaps going to be limited to? But I like the Eagles all around. Minnesota, good football team, but give me the Eagles. Carson Wentz, my dynasty quarterback. JJ is from England, isn't he? He is Europe. Yep. Yeah, nice. Oh, he was born there. I, he's I think he's he's, he's got the accent. Yeah, I a, a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with you actually. I, I like the Eagles. This is like a must. This is a must win game for Minnesota, kinda. With the rough start that they've had. So I think that they're going to be playing with a lot of edge. However, I don't think that their defense is what it's been in years past. Right. They've been getting torched. And I, I'm with you. I think Philadelphia, you talk about teams that are going to be pissed off following a loss. They just lost to the Tennessee Titans in overtime. I think Philadelphia yeah, is in almost out. a must-win yeah. situation at home. Not, not that... I mean, their division's not that tough, so it's not must-win in terms of playoffs. But in terms of like the morale of the team, I feel like the Eagles really need this one at home. I am going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, Nick Foles, with this scheme, destroyed Mike Zimmer's defense in the NFC Championship last year. We're not that far removed from that. Now they got to take on Carson Wentz. I tend to think Carson Wentz is going to do yeah. kind of the same. Give me Carson Wentz every time. So Big Webb is going to go with the Vikings in this one and take the points. He likes Minnesota. He is the only one on the panel that does as we move into primetime. Shocker here, Nick. The Dallas Cowboys are playing a primetime game. Dallas Cowboys against who? I was reading the text. Cowboys at the Houston Texans. Houston Texans minus three and a half. Cowboys at the Texans. Texans minus three and a half. Cowboys just want a big one, but give me Texans here. This is a pretty shitty Sunday night game. It, it, it is, but you know, it's Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. I know. Just I, like gives Jerry shit? Jones' ego. Uh, I like Deshaun Watson because, he's again, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm just going to keep picking for my fantasy team in the <laughs> hopes that that's, you know, that's me. You're going Get some all, good karma. You're, you're going all in here. We're, we're not, we're not, you know, I could say, I could pick the Cowboys, and then if the Cowboys win, at least I, I, at least I hedge my bet. And, uh, and, and uh, I mean, if the Texans win, at least I hedge my bet and my fantasy team does well. No, I'm going all in. DeAndre Hopkins on my dynasty team. Love, love, <laughs> love that Texans wide receiver core. Give me the Texans. And uh, Couty, is that how you pronounce his name? No idea. Cootie Couty. He's the Texans' third wide receiver rookie this year. Uh, Will Fuller didn't get as much action. Will Fuller may have been out. I, I think know. he was injured to start I, the I th year. I think he was injured. Um, so Cody Cootie, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but had a good week 
for uh, the Texans this past week. So I like, I, I really like the Texans. I've never been too sold on the Dallas Cowboys. They're kind of like the the Lions to me, where they yeah they, I, they could go so either they could go either way. That's a great comparison, and they played to a last second field goal this so, Sunday. Yeah, so, again, so yeah, it's like it's like you either you know you know Zeke either goes off for two hundred or Zeke yeah. doesn't do anything and the Cowboys lose. Yeah, I can I I. I under, I understand the principle of why the Cowboys are always in prime time and get the Fox NFL Sunday game with right. I mean, it, they're America's team. But so I don't fucking understand why. They're I, America's team. I don't. No, I don't care. I. They suck. They're at the Texans. The Texans are minus three and a half. I'm taking the Texans as well. I don't think Dallas is all that good. And I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy. Like apparently you are. If you got him on your fantasy team, time. I think Deshaun Watson will finally break through <laughs> this week and put put up some numbers against that Cowboys defense. In one of my leagues, I have Deshaun Watson and Jared Goff. In my dynasty league, it's a two QB league, and the, one of the guys has Deshaun Watson and Jared Goff as his <laughs> two, in a two QB league. It's disgusting. Well, Big Web will go with the Dallas Cowboys, and so now me and Nick in a little bit of agreement here mm, as we go very down nice, very nice. the slate of games. The Washington Redskins will finish us out at the New Orleans Saints. Kind of a weird Monday night game. The the Redskins and the Saints. Well, the Saints are minus six and a half at home. Oh. And so, Nick, oh. I can tell you're excited about that line. Oh. Lay it on me. <laughs> Give me the Saints by 21. This isn't yeah. going to even be close. New Orleans at home is probably one of the easiest locks you, you can get. New Orleans plays so well at home. Alvin Kamara, my dynasty team, we're just going to keep going back to that. It's going to go off for four <laughs> touchdowns. No, no, Alvin Kamara is going to is going to have a have a big week. He always does. And how can he bet against Drew Brees? I mean, they're still my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that. NFC title game against the Rams and the Saints when it happens it's going to be fun to watch but yeah you know uh Washington I don't I haven't watched a whole lot of them they were they they were on they were on the bye week that's why that's why I didn't see them I'm like why why don't I know much about Washington because I didn't (laughs) watch the Packers and then went to the bye yeah yeah they beat the Packers and went to the bye that's right and uh, a Jordan Reed, again, another one of my dynasty dynasty players. But, uh, no, I, I think New Orleans at home is just – that's a tough matchup for anybody. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think the Redskins are that great of a team to where it's going to be too tough for the uh, the Saints to, to win by more than six and a half. Yeah, kind of, kind of a weird Monday night matchup. I agree with your analysis in full. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. New Orleans in the Superdome, really tough place to play tough against place. Drew Brees. Yeah. And so – I am taking New Orleans as well as Big Web. Sweet. So, clean sweep for New Orleans. Clean sweep for New Orleans. Can't bet against them. As we go to the lock of the week, interestingly enough, Big Web's lock of the week is the Saints. If that tells you anything about the spread, you and him both like that one a lot. I like like the Saints, but give me my lock of the week. Uh, It's going to be the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's the Rams line again? Let me scroll back up to it. It's big. It's seven and a half. It's big. It's seven and a half, but... I still you know what? That'll be one of the more favorable Rams lines, though. I think that you're going to see. Yeah, I, I mean, because you you have a Rams team here that's just been, I mean, on a mission as far yeah. as offense goes. It's been unbelievable. I mean, trickery, the different stuff they've been able to do to the wide receiver core. Todd Gurley is your running back. The defense, I mean, it's just, it's the Rams are a tough team to beat right now for anybody. And for a Seahawks team, it's going to be a divisional game. Like you said, 12th man's going to be tough because they are playing on the road. I still think the Rams get it done. Yeah, the twelfth man's up in the stands. They can't unfortunately they can't, go down to play yeah, defense right. for the Seahawks. I fucking hate Pete Carroll. I hate Pete Carroll. 
Yeah, I think the Rams line is a really favorable line as well. Uh, there are a couple here that are good, the Rams being one of them. I'm going to go with Denver on the road against the Jets. I can't believe that yeah. spread's so small. Three and a half, right? In the, it's one and a half, oh, and one the and Jets half. are favored, which I yeah, thought, I thought yeah, Denver it's... would be road favorites in this. I wonder, I haven't looked at the line today to see if it's changed. CBS does not change the lines. But I wonder if after that Monday night game, if yeah. Denver will be favored now. I'm glad we get the line where it's at because I'm taking Denver. I feel pretty confident that they're going to win that football game against Sam Darnold. I anticipate Jets have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. They're going to have Bradley Chubb and uh, Von Miller Von coming Miller. off the edge as well as Shane Ray. And so, yeah, give, give me the Broncos as my lock. Dad. Darnold so. might throw four picks that game. <laughs> he really <Jeez>. might. <laughs> That's all. Who's their backup in, in, in New York? Do you know? McCown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, a, he, he's actually pretty good as far as backups. Go. Where is Geno Smith these days? That's oh, a great. Uh, New Chargers. York Giants. No, no he's on Chargers now? Chargers now. Okay. He's on the Chargers now, yeah. That's yeah, he went across, went across from one New York team to the other, yeah. and now apparently he's in L.A. So, Big Web's four plays of the week, he texted them all to me. Last week, he was 8-5 and five going in versus the spread. He had the Rams, they covered. He had the Pittsburgh over, that lost. He had Miami, that lost. He had Kansas City, and that lost. So for Big Web's plays of the week, he did not have a good week. I think that's, that's been tough. the worst week he's had because I believe he is still over 500 this weekend. I, he says it later on. He says the two-team parlay he lost because of KC, but he won because he bought it down to two and a half on the parlay. Whatever that means. So Kansas City did not cover? No, they did not. What was that line? Um, oh, okay, so he won the... I, I see what he meant. He talked to me about this on the phone a little bit. He bought the line down to two and a half. Because you can buy points right, in right. Vegas. He bought it down to two and a half, so they did cover. However, on the CBS line that we get that doesn't change, they didn't cover. So if you would have bet it on the CBS line, you would have lost it. Gotcha. But he, for that bet, won it. Gotcha. So kind of confusing to follow there. He's still 9-8 and eight versus the spread, still over 500. He really wanted to emphasize that in the text. And so here are his four plays of the week this week. I'm still not trusting him. <laughs> Big Web had a tough week. I think he was like one of the only people that finished below me, and I had I had a really bad week. But Big Web, has he's, he's our expert picker, as TJ has deemed him. He's been pretty good. And even after he takes three L's, in his four plays a week, he's still 9-8, and eight, so he's still above 500. Above 500. Yeah, so, I mean, you lose three in one week and you're still above 500. That's that's pretty good. So, his his first one is the Rams. He likes the Rams. Like, right. That was your lock of the week. Yeah. He's very confident about that one as well. The Saints, his lock of the week, obviously, is going to be one of his four. He also likes Cincy as well. Cincy is playing. Let me scroll up. I forgot it here. Uh... Cincinnati's at home against Miami. Miami so yeah. he went from Miami as his lock of the week last week to completely off the Tannehill Adam Gase bandwagon. And now he's going with the Cincinnati Bengals at home, minus six and a half. Those are his three. And then he always picks one over two for one of the plays. And he wants the Pittsburgh and Atlanta over. Can't say I blame him there. Those are two powerhouse. Yeah, big time offensive teams. And neither team has very good defense. Atlanta's defense was okay. But now that they've kind of gotten beat up a little bit, Deion Jones, Keanu Neal all out, I, I I like that. I would trust that over if I was a betting man. So he wishes us well, says good luck, wedding was amazing, talk to us next week. Hey, so there, there you go, is. parting words from Big Web. Thanks, Big Web. <laughs> so Appreciate Nick, it. 
Do you have anything else to add about your Jags or anything else on the NFL show you want to plug through? Jags are going to lock and they're going to they're going to dominate Kansas City. Uh, Bruce on the balcony. Listen to us Mondays and Fridays. What we are we have, coming to Bruce this week? This week on Bruce, well, yesterday's we had episode, Zach. we had Zach from high school that dropped. I understand uh, he does a little bit of freestyle rapping. He does a little freestyle rapping. Okay. Um, we also discussed different types of odd foods. TJ and I need to make the, uh, the pizza with orange slices still. I have not had that yet. So we're going to do a video coming up, hopefully, in the so next T- couple TJ weeks. TJ did the pizza with the orange slices? No, so I lost a bet. TJ said we. Oh, so had, now you have to eat it. Yeah, we had been discussing food and pizza <laughs> toppings, and said oranges slices on pizza was a thing. I said no, it wasn't. One of Laura's friends went out and found a, a pizza with orange slices, and then Andrew, uh, the football expert, also found a uh, a pizza place here in St. Louis. We can't say the name because no free ads on this show. Uh, that has orange slices on the pizza. So the bet, <laughs> I said, if you find two places, I'll try the pizza. So TJ, TJ has to make the uh, the pizza with orange slices on it, and then I have to eat it. And we're going to do a little video. So that should be coming up in a couple weeks once he's done being lazy and being on a honeymoon oh, yeah. down in Cancun. So hopefully uh, once once his wife gives them back to me then we can uh, we can do that so that's all for Bruce this week uh, you got you got a show this Friday Friday show yeah I have no idea what I'm talking about yet so <laughs> solo flying solo for that one I don't know I I, <laughs> I, I haven't decided yet uh, we got I usually just go in and we go off the cuff and so whatever that's magic what do whatever magic happens between this is we're recording on Tuesday night and Thursday night that'll be what the show's about <laughs> all right <laughs> so there you have it well, yeah there you have it if you if you do if you are one of the people that listen to our show and not Bruce I can't imagine there's many. yeah no, go go ahead and not. give Bruce a try they are fantastic I listen to it at work all the time TJ and Nick are fantastic great hosts and occasionally you'll see Laura make an appearance one of girls Laura's girls friends, girls one of the most popular segments on the that most show. popular segment <laughs> so Be sure to listen to that, uh, as always, for myself, for Nick. This has been the football show to be named later, brought to you by Brews on the Balcony. Nick, take us out. Bye, Ireland. (laughs) See ya. I was supposed to be Iceland.